Today in Canadian History for January 31st, I'm Mark Affeld. Sir William Samuel Stevenson passed away on this date back in 1989. Stevenson, who was born in Winnipeg in 1897, was an entrepreneur, also a spymaster for the British Empire during the Second World War. Now I know what you're thinking, spymaster, that's a pretty big title. Well, if anyone ever deserved it, it was certainly Stevenson, who operated under the codename Intrepid. At the outset of the war, Prime Minister Winston Churchill sent Stevenson to New York, where he was put in charge of creating and operating British Security Coordination, an umbrella organization that represented all of Britain's main intelligence services. His office was located near the top of Rockefeller Center, New York. In 1941, Stevenson helped to establish spy training center Camp X in Whitby, Ontario. One of Camp X's more famous graduates was future James Bond writer Ian Fleming. And get this, Fleming himself has been quoted as saying that James Bond is a highly romanticized version of a true spy. The real thing is William Stevenson. To learn more, I spoke with Gary Soler, the president of the Intrepid Society, located in Winnipeg. I'm wondering, how does a man go from from his humble Winnipeg beginnings to a, a wartime pilot to a millionaire industrialist to the leader of the British spy forces during the Second World War? He um, first joined um, the Royal Canadian Engineers in Winnipeg, and uh, then went over um, at World War One, and um, eventually got over to the Royal Flying Corps and became an ace there. And um, so he made a, a lot of friends uh, in in England uh, during that period, and um, actually he went back a number of times uh, between the wars um, and met with him, and um, the, those contacts sort of uh, levered him into different uh, kind of businesses. And uh, prior to the war, uh, World War II, uh, he was involved in um, uh, land development in, um, in um, British Columbia with a fellow named Thompson. And they actually uh, uh, together uh, developed the um, Lionsgate Bridge and um, Capilano Estates, which is uh, British properties. And um, after that, he developed a number of um, companies uh, in, in in England. In fact, um, uh, he saw the advantage of uh, radio, and uh, he um, helped the Manitoba government here at the time um, start their first the first uh, radio station in Canada, which was uh, actually called um, CKY at the time. It was the forerunner of the CBC in Canada, and then uh, also uh, the same thing for the BBC in England. So he saw the value in producing radios on a mass uh, mass production, uh, which he did. He formed a radio uh, company in in the UK, and that's where he got his. Um, his real start, his um, um, income from um, royalties and so on uh, from that development uh, were something like $100,000 a year for 18 years. So that was his income, and he eventually became a millionaire before he, before he was uh, 30. Yeah. And then he, he also had a steel company, and uh, he did most of the steel pressing for the uh, automobile industry in the UK, which was uh, ran right from Morris, uh, the Morris uh, minor car, to the Jaguar. With that start, he got into um, other companies, cement companies, and uh, he he owned the first uh, plastic production company in uh, in the UK. So, in his search for um, iron and steel, um, he went to Europe from the UK and um, um, got to know um, 
on a personal basis, many of the people in Europe and France, and especially in Germany, where he found that the the iron production, steel production, was very high, but it was for it was for uh, uh, military use, which was um, which was still legal at the time uh, uh, from the Versailles uh, uh, agreement, a treaty. So uh, that was his start in in, in the espionage uh, world because he got to speak uh, to people that were um, in the war production. And he realized that this was, you know, a war was going to come. And um, he got to know Churchill uh, through that, and he was an advisor to Churchill. So that, from that, it led into um, Churchill asking uh, Sir William to coordinate the British um, um, uh, security uh, information uh, uh, from um, North America to the uh, to the UK. And uh, the war started. Uh, Churchill uh, asked. Um, uh, Roosevelt, if he would um, um, help them out with the member of the destroyer lend lease and so on, and uh, to coordinate the information um, between the United States and Britain, um, uh, Sir William was asked through this British Security Coordination or for DSC to do it. And um, uh, at that time, the FBI didn't have any uh, authority to um, um, work outside the continental U.S. So they couldn't gather any intelligence, and that's where BSE came in. Today is a day full of Canadian history. The original Blue Nose sunk on this day back in 1946 off the coast of Haiti, and the strike of Ford workers at a plant in Windsor, Ontario ended on this day back in 1945, after 109 days. And as always, we aired this episode of Today in Canadian History. Today in Canadian History is produced by CJSW 90.9 FM. The executive producers are Joe Burma and Mark Affeld. Original music is produced by the Fisk, Fletcher and May Trio. For more information on the series or to recommend an event or moment, check out our website at cjsw.com slash today in Canadian history. And now for your random piece of Canadiana. James Bond author Ian Fleming wasn't the only famous British author alleged to have trained in Ontario's Camp X. In fact, future Charlie and the Chocolate Factory author Roald Dahl also trained to be a spy at the famous Camp X.